eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Tuesday podcast, uh, Boomer and Carton postgame, whatever we call this thing. Uh, the postgame podcast. It is busy as hell around here right now because the UFC people are still here and they're promoting, you know, the event at Madison Square Garden. And Dana White was here. He was the network. Now he's doing a podcast with our boy Pete Hoffman. So we got a lot going on. Um, that having been said, have you ever used, you go to games and concerts, right? Yes, Jerry. Have you ever used a porta john? I have. Have you ever been stuck in a porter john? I have not. Well, this happened to a poor man in L.A. Now, L.A.'s got the Rams back, right? So this stuff probably shouldn't be happening. But, uh, yeah, apparently during this game, there was a man that got trapped in an overturned porta potty. I saw this, Jerry. It was, uh, it, it was in the tailgating area. This is brutal. Well, he was – I read the story because it involved a urinal or a oh. bathroom. So <clears throat> I get, like, a Google alert for that. And um, evidently, he was in it using it when an opposing team, uh, I guess it was a Seahawk fan maybe, mm-hmm. that went in there, and a Ram fan tipped over the porta potty. No, really? It's awful, man. Yeah, and then someone rescued him. But you would think, I guess the idea there is when you tip over a porta potty, all of its contents spill out on the oh. person who. Uh, is in it? Gross. Yeah, it's very disgusting. That is horrendous. By the way, at Georgetown on Saturday, which is where I went to call the Columbia game, that's what we had. Porta potties. Yeah. And they also had this trailer park. A uh, trailer park. They had a trailer, like a like a mobile bathroom unit. I don't mind those. It was okay, except the, the one wasn't clean. It should have been cleaner. But that's what we had. Beautiful little stadium, but oh. Every porta potty I've ever gone in, there's poop in it. Like someone is pooping into the blue water, in, in with piles of toilet paper because it doesn't flush, Jerry. It just you, it just sits there. So if you have to go, yeah. what else are you going to do? That you would have to use it, but correct. Luckily in my life, I have never had to poop in a porta potty. Nor have I. Never once. Never once. Never neither. once. No, never once. I've had to go in terrible places like the WFAN bathroom. <laughs> That's not that bad. But never. 
never have I ever had to go on a porta potty. My buddy Paul had a one time uh, take a poop, actually on a couple of poorly timed occasions in the uh, Penn Station bathroom. Oh no! At Port Authority, whatever that, the heck that's and called. That place reeks. I would feel like I was getting a disease sitting on one of those toilets. <laughs> I don't blame you. Like it's possible to get crabs. From a toilet Is that seat. true? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, that's you awful. know people with crabs are sitting down right. on those toilets. You know, this is why you're better off just going home. I'm surprised no one's gotten that from here. Our bathrooms are not that bad. No, I'm just saying it doesn't have to be bad. A person with crabs, I believe, can sit down but in they, front of you. But they do clean them, I believe, two to three times a day. Oh, so they're killing the crabs. Well, you certainly hope. Again, with the crabs. Yes, I, you certainly hope so. Only if you went right after somebody with way, crabs. How do you tell your wife or your or your husband... Honey, I got crabs. From a toilet seat. Right. I mean, Not from there's some... no way anybody's buying that crap. <laughs> you don't think so? No. I would immediately go right to Google. I'd bring up oh. catching crabs from a toilet seat, and I'd show my wife or girlfriend. That would be a problem. Oh, well, let me ask you. Your girlfriend comes home with it. You going to believe her? That she got crabs from a toilet seat? I would believe that. Well, you would. Well, I wouldn't you're believe a good it. dude. I wouldn't man. believe other diseases, but crabs, they're like... Little bugs Ugh, that are gross. in your uh, in your hairs. Gross, gross, yeah, gross. very gross. I, I, mean, I want to throw. Up. Oh, What's you're next? done with that. Oh, okay, Bye. Jerry. Here's let me see what order I want to go in. Then all right, I'll do this one. By the way, over under. Well, over, not over under. under. Yes or no? Do I get a ticket today? I went down at ten oh in ten oh two. There were about four thousand people in the lobby, and I got right back on the elevator and came back up. So you didn't pay your what hourly you thing. I'm going to say you will get a ticket you think today. So? If you're going to wait until eleven to go down there, yeah, we'll have to. Yeah. Sure. Uh, here's something, Jerry. A uh, new, it's a new brand of coffee that says it will give you an erection. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Stiff Bull. It's a coffee which uh, says that uh, it has ingredients in it that will give you morning wood. Now the well, FDA. Now who wants who wants that? Well, I guess it. I, I guess you wouldn't really drink this coffee in the morning. You would drink this coffee in the evening, like after a date. So you could get evening wood. Yeah, so like after dinner, you know, when the waiter comes up to you and says, "Could I get you guys some coffee?" You would say, "No, I'm gonna we'll have coffee no, at you home." Give me a boner instead. I'll make I'll make coffee at home. <laughs> so this is a coffee that, uh, yep, it's called Stiff Bull. Now, the FDA will tell you that they don't approve of this stuff and they don't test these products. These the are FDA like, doesn't approve of vitamin A pill. Who cares? Right. Right? I mean, they don't, right? All vitamins, vitamins and are supplements not, are not regulated by the FDA because they're mostly fugazi, which so you, I'm guessing this this uh, stiff bowl coffee is as well. It's an instant coffee. Well, you're going to know instantly, no? Yeah. I would be willing to try this if it were available. But do you need that? Well, I would like to just see what happens. I think you know what will happen. The general well, uh, no, will I mean, stand at attention. No, I mean, does it? Is it legit or is this just... A fake, like you know, like when you go into like a convenience store, yes, up at the front counter, they, they have like stens, the yeah, they like all Johnson these, endorsed, yeah, yeah, they have like all these kind of fugazi uh sex pills, right? Which are just who knows what Wait, they let me are. Let me ask you this though, because it's I see those two and I think the same thing, but then I come back to this point if they don't work, you have zero, not a little bit, you have zero repeat clientele, right? Which means at some point. It's it's gone. It doesn't work anymore. I knew a guy who used to purchase one called Black Ants. Okay. A-N-T-S or A-N-T-Z. Right. Black Ants. And he swears it works. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be something in it. 
herbal but what is in it? That's the problem. That I don't know. But something's got to be in it to make it work. And I always right. wonder with those things, too, if it does work, right? Right. What if nothing happens with the wife or the girlfriend? Are you just stuck there with the stiffy? When you take the black ants or something like that? Yeah, or Viagra or whatever. I don't know. Because it's not like, you know, you guys are having a moment. Hold on, let me take a pill, and then instantly, boom, you're ready right, to go. Right, it does not instantly go, yeah. Don't you have to take, like, the pills, like, a couple of hours in advance or something? I believe so, yes. See, it, I don't know. It clearly can't work instantly. You know what you would need? Oh, there was coffee. There was supposedly a slam of coffee. This coffee would work. Boing. They were supposedly testing, um, and in fact, they may even sell them in these Fugazi stores. You know how, like, you could get those Listerine strips that go on yes. your tongue? Well, they have... There's advertisements for some type of like herbal boner pills that are not pills, but you put on but your tongue, and then that supposedly is instant. Listen, but I guess that it, can't be if true. you get the right thing into your bloodstream, right? I mean, think about you know, go drink Clorox, you'll be dead in five minutes, right? Right. If you have the right thing that will react properly with your you know chemical makeup, mm-hmm. why won't it work? I wonder if Eddie's drinking this uh, stiff bowl. He has like 12 cups of coffee a day. And uh, when you look at Eddie, do you gaze at his waistline? I have not, no. Can you see his waistline? Uh, (laughs) Yes, I can see his waistline. Okay, I'm just wondering because you would know that. It would be noticeable, don't you think? Uh, That would be noticeable. He does wear loose jeans. (laughs) And speaking of uh, convenience stores, how about this move by this guy, Jerry? A man in uh, Candler, North Carolina. He has won $1 million. He had a hankering for Mountain Dew. What is a hankering? Like he was like, mm, I could... Mm, desiring you know, Mountain Dew? He wanted Mountain Dew? He was desiring Mountain Dew, exactly. Right. He was like, might love a Mountain Dew. And he ran down to the convenience store, the M&S Food Store in Candler, North Carolina. This is the part I don't understand. He went down there with a hankering for Mountain Dew, which he did purchase. But while he was there... He bought scratch-off tickets, Mm -hmm. but he bought $35 worth. Yeah, people do that all the time. And he won $1 million. You only need the one ticket. Yeah. I used to, when I was at the liquor store, that was one of the big things we used to sell were instant scratch-offs and the quick picks and the pick three and the pick four, and people would come in. We had one guy who owned a diner. He had a lot of money. He would spend every two, because at the time, I think it was Tuesdays and Fridays was the pick six, Every Tuesdays and Friday, he was spending $200 on picks. And he had them written out, filled out. So you had to put them through the machine. His numbers were coming through. And he won enough to sustain it to where he wouldn't win for weeks and weeks and weeks. Then he'd hit for $8,000. And he could kind of keep going again. But people are nuts with the lottery. Yeah, but here's the weird thing. So this guy won a million dollars. He took the lump sum. After taxes, what do you think he got? $410,000. You were so close. 415000 Okay. That doesn't seem great. I would do that too. He said he plans to use his winnings to buy a new car and save for retirement. Here's that makes why. sense. Because the $410,000, done yeah. deal. You don't owe the government anything anymore. I'm sure you probably pay a little bit of a penalty if you take it all at once. But now, as opposed to taking it monthly or yearly or however they do it, you got to pay the government. Right. And you got to work. Now you don't got to think about it. And you could take that $410,000, go find 5 or 6% return, and you can make twenty dollars or $30,000 a year on it in interest. So I know sometimes in the morning you'll stop at a convenience store for coffee. I did yesterday at Dunkin' Donuts and the other day at the gas station. How about this? Next time you do it, $35 worth of scratch offs. 
Because you might win have, $1 million. Here's my problem with the scratch Oh, okay. And I've told you this before. I think I've told you this story. I was... I started working at the liquor store when I was as soon as I turned 18 when you were allowed. You weren't allowed under 18 to serve liquor. So a friend of mine thought, there's got to be some winners in here. So I was 18 or 19. I wasn't making much, much money. We were getting paid the next day. He said, none, neither one of us had more than $5 on us. He says, why don't we just we'll get some scratch-offs. Eventually we'll win, and hopefully we'll win big. If we don't, we'll just pay off the tickets we use with the winnings. So we scratch one off. Two. Three, four, five, six. Oh, one a dollar. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Long story short, we both ended up owing forty-five dollars. We lost ninety dollars on scratch-offs to where uh, I had to call. I had to call my mom. So I need some cash here. <laughs> I had to borrow money from her. So your idea that back. out of ninety tickets, there has to be one million dollar winner. I think we were here. playing. I and all. I believe we were playing two dollar instant scratch-offs. So we must have scratched off forty or forty-five of them. We lost, and I remember the number because I remember my mom saying something along the lines of, why don't you just ask me for the for the entire hundred? Why are we stopping at 90? And I had to tell her what we did. And because we couldn't leave there that night, the draw would have been $90 short, and it would have looked like we stole. Right. The idea was never to steal anything. And I got the money, paid it, and I gave my money, my mother the money back the next day when I got paid. Did I ever Brutal. T- did I ever tell you the time I was on a first date and we were going to a sushi restaurant? And, I think so. Yeah, and we it was a it was a BYO sushi place, so there was a liquor store next door. And when I was getting the wine, the girl I was with on a first day goes, Can you buy me some scratch offs? And you did. I, but I was like I don't want to ruin the vibe of the night. I was getting wine, you right. know. Here's, sushi. Here's the vibe. Mooching off Al. <laughs> yeah. And I thought scratch offs were a dollar. And no, they can be they they, she, they have like holiday ones that are twenty five bucks. She bought two of the ten dollar scratch offs. <laughs> Did then, she, I told you. Then she um, she won like forty dollars, but they were New York somehow New York lottery right. winnings. She goes, "Give me forty dollars, take this into New York, and get this cash." Wow, <laughs> dude, that's brutal. That's not right. At least she gave you the money. That's right, Jerry. You recently, uh, well, I guess it's been a little while now, but you had a cat that passed away. Yes, uh, she died. Fluffy or what's that? Fluffy. Fluffy died when I was 21. I was a kid. I was a dog. No, no. There was another. Jewel. Jewel. That yes, was it. Jewel died over a year ago now. A year and a half, actually. I see. Yeah. Very sad time. That was a sad time. Very much uh, so. Well, if Thank you're, you for reminding me. Yeah, no problem. I just thought I, I thought it was so long. I guess I thought enough time had passed. Uh, my apologies. Um, was a cat, Jewel? I'm sorry, let me compose myself. Hold on. Well, let me get into this while you are getting it together over there. Uh, In New York, you can now be buried with your pet's remains. Wow, that's weird. Very weird. But your pet's remains have to be cremated. Like, you can't just get your your pet with you when you die. So that's got to be some timing. Although, I guess if your dog or cat had passed and you got them cremated and you saved their ashes, when you die, you may now take them with you well, no, you're not taking coffin. anything with you. Someone's going to put them in with you. Really, right, someone ever, will put them in with you. You know, all these. T- all, whenever we get one of these stories like Jose Fernandez, you start thinking about stuff. I mean, we do about often, life. but right. You ever think just how weird the whole idea of death is? Yes. Like, none of us, honestly, have any effing clue what happens. Well, that's like, the weird thing. So, like, where is he right now, Jose Fernandez? Who? Right. Like, where is he? 
That was a guy who was it, here. Where is he now? Right. So he's going to either be buried or cremated or whatever the case may be. But is there still a semblance of him? Is he right. still looking upon us? Or when you die, that's it. It's over. Right. And there's no, there's nothing. I mean, people go to church, and I think you go to church for the, they call it faith. It's a hope. You know, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's the same thing where we, we always discuss, you know, uh, with, with people that cheat on one another. You can have faith and trust in the other person. It's really a hope because you really don't know. Right. You have hope in the other person. So someone's cheating on you. They deny it. You have trust in them. Really, you're a moron, and they're playing you for a fool. So all you have is hope in someone. And I think death is the same thing. All we really have is hope that there's something else. It's like these radical Islamics, right? Right. They have a belief that the afterlife is better than this. But there's the no proof. With the virgins and that sort of Nobody thing? Nobody... Well, I wasn't getting into that. Oh, I right. I was just Different saying thing. that there's a better life for us oh, I see after that. death. This is just the beginning. Right. Here on Earth. No one knows. We do not know. So when you kill a cricket, does the cricket go on to have a better cricket life? Well... They would argue that a cricket doesn't have a soul, and a human has right. a soul. Okay. So, so where is that soul? Is the soul tangible, though? Like, can can I you see, see it? your soul? Have you ever, like, Googled images of a soul? No. And you've seen, like, people at dying, and then you see a photograph. Well, you see that in movies all the time, Yeah, a photograph sure. was taken of, yeah. of, like, what appears to be a cloudy substance above them, their soul looking down. I hope that that's true and real. Yeah. Again, but it comes back to, again, hope. And that's why when older people realize they see the end of the line soon, right near, that's when they get very religious, and the hope becomes what we use, what we call faith. I don't know. So if I'm going to have the dog or the cat in there with me, do I really know that they're there? Or am I just whittling away to nothing anyway? Well, they've been cremated already, the, the, your dog or cat. Right, and when you get in that box, you've already been cremated or you're dead. Yeah, I don't like the whole, I don't like the whole idea of, like, be, getting formaldehyde, like, embalmed. Like, I just know. put us into the ground. I, I guess it's not good for whatever reason. I would like to be cremated, and this is on record now, so someone will have to pull out this podcast. You want to be cremated? Yeah. Do you really? Yes. Why? Well, I'd like to be then put in one of those jars. So people can carry you around? Yes. To I my like family that idea. I, now, again, it comes back to when you're dead, do you even realize what's going on? The idea of just being, I don't know. Or I put, don't Put me in the family room somewhere. I'm, I'm okay with that idea. I like that concept. I'd rather be more like Weekend the Bernies. Right. You know, just keep me going. <laughs> I'll be right. there for Keep family going. gatherings. Right. Put sunglasses on me and sit me in the back of the room. And your family would be saying, do we got to bring Jerry a gift? Technically, right. he's cremated. And- right. Put me in one of those drawers and bring me out for family yeah. events and sit me down. Where is uh, we're sitting there. Where's Jerry? Oh, get someone get Jerry. <laughs> Who's turning? Out of the dining room cabinet. <laughs> we're eating. Right. Exactly. Jerry love and put Jerry in. They'd be putting your your urn of ashes in front of the cowboy game every Sunday. Right. <laughs> Jerry loves He's the Cowboys. Bring us luck. Yes. I mean, give me a break. Jerry loves the Cowboys. Get him right in front of the Cowboys. It's thing. such a brutal thought, though. But it's yeah, it is. It, it is like when someone in your life passes away you wonder like where did they go right they're gone gone i mean you know where they go though right but you just wonder where did their essence go you know where their body went right 
But where did their essence, comes their back soul... The, and that comes back to what I first started. Like, what really happens? Nobody right. knows. So everybody can sit there and say they think they know, but until they die, you don't know. And if it's so good, how come no one's come back to tell us how good it is? If you go before me... You want to make know. a deal here? Well, you let me know. And if I go before you, I'll let you know. But What's going to be... Because I don't think we'll be able to like come back as ourselves... What's going to be the sign? Well, I'm going to scare you when I do it. You're it's going to be like me. dark in your basement or something. I don't have a basement. Oh. I'd prefer not to be scared, though, by a ghost of Al Dukes. You ever go up in the attic? I'll scare you up there. Uh, very rarely. You can't stand up in my attic. Mm. Not going to be good. Why can't we just have like a sign? Like, I, I know. I will make sure that on a random Wednesday, they don't block off the one lane in the Holland Tunnel. Okay. And you'll know. There's the sign from me. The sign We're from heaven. good up here. Just one day. Yeah, one day. And if you if there's a hell, Jerry, block both of the lanes so well, I can't get now in. Now there's another conversation <laughs> about that, right? Block both lanes and put a big boulder in front yeah. of the tunnel. Don't go in. <laughs> then I'll know not to go in. Yeah, I don't know about that. Mm. Well, this mm. was very deep, Jerry. I like this. Well, but you could discuss this for hours. Yes, on so many different levels. Because even the people that say that they died, they were technically dead, and then they saw this, that, and the other thing, then scientists would say, well, that was that was the reaction their brain had to losing uh, oxygen and that Correct. sort of thing. The white light. Right. And all that Going stuff. Going towards the white light. I don't get any of it. I, the, the whole thing, it's too deep of a conversation. Yeah, very deep. 10.55 in the morning. For a podcast. Plus, I probably got a ticket. All right, Jerry. I'm going to cut this off now because I need a few minutes to go make sure I don't get a ticket. I'm Very selfish. Away. So hold on, time aside. Time blocks and blocks. Let me away. get this straight. Hold yes, on, Jerry. So I sit here and do this dopey podcast for fifty-five minutes, mm-hmm. risking a ticket. You did just for the betterment of the podcast, and you, you son of a bitch, want to cut it off three minutes early so you don't get a ticket, right? Something like that. See what I'm holding here? A bat. I'm gonna come hit you in the head with the bat. Then I'll be able to tell you what goes, what happens. And don't be freaking saw, me out tonight. I saw a big light. Goodbye. So- don't forget the uh, warm-up is coming up next. Do that again. See you. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, coming to you after a uh, Met loss last night in Miami. Good morning, Al Dukes. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Last night was really something because you had the first game uh, that the Marlins played about, you know, roughly 36 hours after Jose Fernandez, we learned, that he died. And I don't know about you, but I turned on SNY expecting an emotional ceremony to start. And it was every bit that and then some. I thought it was really cool that they all wore the same jerseys with Fernandez's 16 on it. The fact that the Marlins were able to do that so quickly. But wow. I mean, there's no words for it. Yeah, the sad version of take me out to the ball game. After the moment of silence. That was key. And then even the the national anthem that they did was really great. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was, I mean, it was, you know... It was. It really was tough to Jerry, watch. Jerry, do you believe in divine intervention sort of things? The D. Gordon no. upper decker home run, which a guy not. like that would never hit. No, I think the Bartolo... Brett Favre versus Oakland Raiders no. on the night after his father passed. No, you don't buy into any of I that. I don't. I do not. I think Bartolo Colon threw a pitch right down the middle, and D. Gordon crushed it. That's what I think. But he doesn't crush balls, Jerry. No, well. but these are major league players, and if you put a ball right down the middle of the plate, and he was. You know, D. Gordon was the one on Sunday who went out to the mound at Marlins Park, and someone took the photo of him. And then Gordon had a very, um, very emotional uh, Instagram message, I believe, uh, to Fernandez. So he was really caught up in this whole thing. And I mean, he was crying around the bases. It was really something. So if there was one guy who was 
uh, I would think, I don't want to say jacked up to do something. D. Gordon seemed to be focused. He hit a, he, listen, he hit a long home run, and good for him. Now, Ronnie Darling said that uh, Bartolo Colon is the one guy on the Mets where you know immediately whether he has it or not, and sure. he did not have it. So Two perhaps, and a third. Perhaps he wasn't grooving balls through. He was just not oh, that's good. that's possible. I, and I didn't say he was grooving balls. I oh, just thought didn't that, say pit, that. No, I didn't say that. Got I it. just said the pitch that he hit for a home run was a fastball over the middle of the plate. In the major leagues, if you throw a fastball over the middle of the plate, it's going to go. Yeah, we knew the Mets had zero shot in that game after sad take-me-out-to-the-ball well, game. You know, it's interesting because <laughs> I was doing the fantasy lineup yesterday, right? And I'm trying to go over, do you take the Marlins expecting them to have a big night, or do you load up on the Mets because the Marlins are just going to be mentally out of it? And we were trying to... We wound up taking Giancarlo Stanton after I had told my son we should take, believe it or not, D. Gordon because of what I saw Sunday. And it was the other. It was they were, you know, they went out and they played a good ball game and they won it. They weren't mentally out of it as we saw from the first at bat. They were inspired, Jerry. And they then were. I tune over to the Yankee game. And why is everyone beaning everyone? What What is the beef well, with uh, Severino and the Blue Jays? It started because Severino hits Donaldson. Not on purpose, you don't not think. Even, not even Just an even inside close. pitch? Was, yeah, there's no question. Caught I, him on the elbow? And it barely clips the bottom of the elbow. And he had attitude, Jerry? I guess. He I mean, said these guys, something. Listen, these guys don't like being hit, and I get that. That's fine. But to me, there's no intent there. Severino, as we saw, really wasn't very good last night. And he comes up and in a little bit, hits Donaldson, fine, fair enough. You go to the next inning, and this is where it gets goofy because Chase Headley's the hitter. And, you know, Jay, remember, the Blue Jays are in a race to make the playoffs. They've got nothing locked up. They're a couple of games up. They should make it. They likely will make it, but nothing's locked up. And it's one thing to hit Headley. It's another thing, though, to hit Headley after you already threw behind him. Like, point made. You threw at him, you didn't hit him, move on. And instead he throws again at him. And then you get the same thing with Severino and Smoke. He misses him and then hits him. Yeah, they couldn't seem to bean the guys they wanted to bean last the night. First the, the first time. On the first pitch. Right. So I Got him on the second. And I listen, I'm no Yankee fan. Not that I dislike them. What Mark Deshera did the ninth inning was awesome. And he did the bat flip after uh, the home run. Yeah, no, but better than that, he's yelling to Grilly, blown save, blown save, <laughs> Now, was awesome. Now, why in these baseball fights, Jerry, do, like, um, Martin went after Gary Sanchez. I know. Catcher I, versus I know. catcher. That's well, like, CC Sabathia went after Donaldson. Sabathia was screaming at Josh Donaldson, which was really cool. So. I thought it was like that thing, like, in hockey fights when the goalies, the goalies go after fight each other. <laughs> like you, a, and it he, looks ridiculous. Yeah, like, you decide to fight whoever your opposite is on the field, yeah. so shortstop versus shortstop. I'm not. Well, now, you were a big-time Little League player. Big time, yeah. When you guys had benches clearing brawls, did you go after the other right no. fielder? I was or you un- sit it out? I was underweight for my age, so I, I was mainly a bench rider, so I was not even really involved. Did you Have you ever been involved in a bench-clearing brawl? No. I've been involved in... the Little in, League? Yeah, seriously, in Little League, yeah. I've been I've involved in two of them. When I was 15, we had a... Not a benches clearing brawl, but the two teams fought or and got into one another because of a kid getting hit up in the shoulder. And my father was the coach at the time. And it's the only time I've ever seen my father lose his mind because our team acted like a bunch of animals running onto the field. And it was really bad. Uh, that was the one time. The other time I played in an over-18 league, a wooden bat league. And that was when I realized my career is pretty much over. I was 20 years old. We were playing on a Sunday morning in Marlboro. And there were guys that were throwing at one another, and I thought knives were going to come out. And I'm like, I'm, I'm done with this.
this. I almost charged the mound in my uh, 40 and over softball league in Basking Ridge. Is that the league where you can get a runner for you? A pinch runner, yeah. Which I could use at this point in my life. But yeah. So that was really competitive. That was, yes, Jerry. And a lot of people, Jerry, are wondering, you know, how is Tom Brady spending his suspension? Hold on a second, because I have an issue with this. All right. So, Al, for anybody out there that does not know, Al prepares a show sheet of topics. I sure do, Jerry. Right, which is great. A lot of different things to get to, and I always take a quick glance at them. I do try to put in order of importance. So, example, Mm -hmm. on my show sheet today, the uh, Marlin... Top thing. Top thing. Yeah. So this is more towards this the bottom. This is towards the bottom, right? But it caught my eye because I see, these are the words I see. Tom Brady, nude sunbathing. Yeah. Excuse me? And then you went looking for the photos, I bet. I have not yet. Oh, the New York Post has them. Deadspin has them. The New York Post actually on their website has... Not in the paper. And they're in the paper. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay. But the their website has more options. You could click through a whole bunch of pictures. Which one was your favorite? Uh, the one where he's trying oh, to... So you did. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, he's nude sunbathing on the coast of Italy. Hmm. Why? Now, you know paparazzi is out there, right? Why would you ever be nude in public? Walks around nude. Yeah, he was walking around nude. By the way, Giselle was in a bikini. So he's naked he was and nude. she's got clothes on. And he was trying to keep a white towel over his private parts hmm. so that he could, I guess, tan his entire... Nude body. Just put a bathing suit on. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> Even if it's like, a speedo or does, something. Does Tom Brady's hip and butt cheek need to be tanned? I guess it does. Probably not. Maybe. Actual penis. I don't know what that is. Maybe she demands that. Maybe uh, she doesn't white a white buttock. That she likes a nice tan guy. I don't know. Yeah, so that's what he's doing uh, during his suspension. Well, the funny thing is, you talk about order of importance and i agree that in terms of the show that should be ahead Lower. of the next story all right which is just unbelievable What's that to one? Me. the next one is greg hardy oh now this guy no one would touch him because he was toxic in the cowboy locker room last year so his career is over but that having been said <laughs> he gets arrested for cocaine possession yeah he says it was planted on i him. mean will you stop shocker i mean come on if, if he had any hope of ever playing again now it is completely out the window remember like after he was no longer on a team this is maybe only a month or two months ago where he was he was on twitter trying to like change his image he had a nice picture of himself in a suit holding a child i do yes yeah. <laughs> like look at me i'm in a suit holding a child right, as soon as the uh cameras go away throws the child yeah. to the rep <laughs> And, Jerry, do you you know what's going on with Russell Wilson? Now, the Jets play the yeah. Seahawks this week. He probably will play, but I you guess think it's not so. 100%. I saw Pete Carroll say, we'll see how the week goes. I mean, I only say that because Russell Wilson on Sunday was – I mean, he wanted to go back in the game, and after the game at as well at the, at the podium was very much like, I'll be fine. Do I think he'll play Sunday when push comes to shove? I do, but – I guess it's not 100%. But they're saying that the Seahawks, after this Jet game, they have a bye week. So maybe they give Russell Wilson this week off, then next week, bye week off, boom, comes back very healthy. To me, all the more reason to play him because he's got two, got a week off. Now, I looked it up, Jerry, because I didn't know off the top of my head. The Seahawks' backup quarterback is someone named Trevon Boykin. Yeah, I would not have known that and until I saw it. Could not have picked him out of a line. No chance. By the way, the, the Russell Wilson injury that I, when I saw it on TV, it looked just like the Des Bryant one, and just like the, oh, the way the, the knee goes. Yeah, back, and just yeah. like the uh, Brandon Marshall one it for is the Jets. Fun. It's amazing to me that more guys' knees don't snap and they're done for the year. Where like the, D'Angelo Hall tore his ACL. You knew he got hurt, but it didn't look anything like this. Yeah, these on all of those, it was like the the knee bends 
and the ankle twist yeah. under the defender. Really remarkable. All right, quick timeout. Boomer and Carton next on the It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, Boomer and Carton coming up in about 90 seconds. Just quickly, the Marlins did beat the Mets last night 7-3. to You had that amazing start in the ceremony before the game uh, as they remembered Jose Fernandez, and then D. Gordon let off the game with a home run, and it was downhill from there for the Mets. Uh, Cardinals did lose to the Reds 15-2. Giants were off, so New York a half game ahead of San Francisco. They stay a game and a half ahead of St. Louis. Yankees beat the Blue Jays 7-5 in a bean ball brawl. Does that sound about right? Bean balls. Bean balls and brawling, basically, as the uh, benches emptied not once but twice. And just quickly, yes, uh, the Falcons beat the Saints 45 It's a red-hot Tuesday. Today on The Fan. Listen this hour and every hour through 6 p.m. tonight. Chance to win tickets to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers this February at Madison Square Garden with one grand prize winner upgraded to front row seats. All this plus Victor Cruz at 5.05 with Mike Francesa and Yankees Red Sox baseball with coverage underway at 6.25. All here on your flagship station for great concert tickets and New York sports. Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 